This is like this is old geezer Patrick reacclimating to the Pokemon scene, the episode, also featuring Metabots. Um, that's this one. That's the title. That's the title. Yeah, now. there we go. Guys, welcome back to Elite Full Restore. As always, I'm Ori, and my name is Matt. Maddie, Maddiekins, and we've got a special guest for us this week. Um, we've got really one... who is he? <laughs> Introduce got... me to this fantastic guest of yours. <laughs> well, his name's Patrick Scarborough. He is a um, what the fuck do you do again, Pat? I don't even remember. Uh, I do uh, gameplay communications. Uh, for Riot Games, so he is completely go. irrelevant to this podcast in every way. Um, Woo! Just kidding. He's great. He's a he's a I, uh, he's fun I in a share bar. I share a name with a Pokemon, Charizard, Scarzard. That's that's where it comes from. But no, I uh, I for for the people out there who most certainly may not know, um, I I used to be a, a competitive Pokemon battler, uh, and that's where I met. That's where I met Ori, uh, and you know I, I played in the Diamond Pearl Platinum days, and I tried to make a comeback during X and Y, but uh, then it was awful, and so I didn't. <laughs> what did you What did you hate most about it? What What kind of kept you from from migrating? What didn't you like? So so uh, well so you know to be honest, um, and and I apologize if you guys had like a real. Uh, you know, direction you were hoping this conversation would go. Not at all. Um, Let's do it. But, uh, you know, I, I think X and Y are, I mean, to date, the best designed Pokemon games. They they compressed the experience. They added a lot of fun and novel things. They, you know, it, especially from a design standpoint, right, like the whole, like the training to like make EV training easier and, and, and kind of more of a supported mechanic. Like it just went above and beyond to deliver probably the best holistic Pokemon experience to date, even though, you know, people still have their favorites, right? Like everyone loves the gold silver days, unless you weren't loved as a child, in which case you really love Ruby <laughs> and Sapphire. Um what if you love that's for the that's for the misfits of of the bunch. If you love Ruby Sapphire, everyone just looks at you a little different. Um, yeah, what but, if you love both? That's a good point. What if you love both? Well, then I mean, then you just love you know you're just loving Pokemon. You're just here for the for the mans. You know what I'm that's saying? Me. Yeah. That's but anyways, the point is, you know, I thought it was so cool, and then I got uh, I what what is it that you guys use now? I'm dating myself when I talk about fucking shoddy battle. <laughs> shoddy battle. Fuck. That was, yo, you. T- I was. From a past I was dude. on the fucking map for shoddy battle. But what is the, what is the shit that you guys use now? Fuck. What is it now? I, I have Pokemon showdown. Showdown. showdown Pokemon right. showdown. Right. Yeah. I downloaded Pokemon showdown, and like, there was within minutes like one of the dumbest conversations that I saw in like the main channel or whatever and then i was like okay well i'm just here to make a team and just play a game and so i just i loaded up a game and um my opponent was also really stupid and i was like i just feel like that steve buscemi picture of the like hello fellow kids (laughs) right like you know i was like holy shit here I am at the twilight of my of my competitive Pokemon days, and I find that I am not only being thoroughly trounced, but also like spoken to in an undiscovered language of a thirteen year old idiot. And I was like, I was like, look, man, maybe you know, maybe fuck me, right? You know, right? So there you go. This happens to me every single time I go on Showdown, which is why I just don't enjoy it at all. Which is why yeah. I don't get enough practice, which is why I'm bad at competitive Pokemon battling. It's okay. That's fine. Same. This is are we is it safe to say that this is a podcast and uh where all of the members are washed up? <laughs> that's yeah, that's no, ninety percent true, yeah. I think is so. Is that did somebody use surf on this podcast? Is that <laughs> yeah. what I <laughs> got him, coach. Relevant to oh the discussion, goodness. these jokes. Okay. Well, well so, yeah. Sorry, gonna, I'm you're... I'm rambling. Please, do host. <laughs> you're be, totally be fine, host. man. This is what we want you for. We're gonna yeah, um, 
Yeah. We're gonna skip the the big like like reveal stuff. We're gonna have it for after we finish chatting with Patrick because it'll be yeah, it'll be a lot cleaner because he's on a cellular connection and he's indisposed in San Francisco. So uh, yeah. we will um we'll go we'll go to some questions which will he'll help us uh, answer and then we'll just kind of shoot the shit for a little bit. It's, it'll be what it'll be a so, time. what is to be I'm I'm sorry what is the reveal? Because uh, I'm we, you, you're we saying kind like of, I'm not there for it but what's the reveal? we kind of do like new like pokemon sun and moon news and like what what's oh, going man. on in the in the world. this is how you're gonna get me to listen to this goddamn episode that's right we're gonna make you is... suffer through your person first first right yeah yeah. Then... i gotta deal with all this shit right, and then exactly. you're me out and i'm not gonna hear it until it publishes I don't know. oh it's even better like after you like after you've already recorded it because you're like this this is a personal experience for me anyway i'm like oh i said all this random nonsense garbage i wish i could take it back but i'm listening to it again so (laughs) the best part the best part is when i was editing last episode like normally i'm a bit like harsh with the editing knife and i'll cut like a lot of stuff out but last time i went a full 38 minutes without making a single cut because i'm like (laughs) you know what all this garbage is great i love garbage (laughs) i I mean mean, to be fair that's it that's that's what you sign up for when you join podcasting. I mean, that's also like literally my avatar for this show has a trubbish for a head. Oh, well, there you go. I, I you know, I'm just saying, you know, uh, the only thing that really separates podcasts from stuff like a scripted radio show is the garbage. It's true. There's I mean, a lot the more garbage there. that makes us better than, than, than the animals. <laughs> Man, that's yeah. Sad. Well, I mean, as a guy who's made scripted radio before, you can still have garbage there too. Personally, I like having garbage in all avenues of my life. Yeah, I was just gonna say, can uh, do you think like dogs can shitpost? <laughs> like that? That I think I've just hit on the key differentiator between what what makes mankind different from the animal. I feel like if you had a million dogs and a million keyboards, they would eventually create a drill tweet. That's fair, <laughs> maybe. Actually. Well, so I don't know that they would be able to use the keyboards or perhaps diagnose their purpose. Oh, I think they'd have really big doggy paw keys. So the keys would be like like two inches across All right. each. So, so and they'd be the walking sake, around. So for the sake of of dogs, perhaps tweeting a coherent sentence one day, we're going to manufacture a million special dog keyboards. And then just put them, like, right out in the middle of the Mojave, somewhere where there's just a lot of fucking space. And then we're right. going to let these dogs walk around on these big-ass keyboards. Okay. I like it. Yeah, like look, you know, I've, we've, we've reached the natural conclusion of this, of this side joke, and I have to say I'm very pleased with the mental image. Yeah, I, no, I'm, I'm, I, I love these frog dogs. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, Matt, um, do you want to talk about Pokemon? Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's talk about Pokemon. Let's, let's fucking do it. Jesus. I love uh, what uh, War Greymon. Oh yeah, 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 great one. Yeah, is my favorite. Garurumon, Garurumon, Mochi. Mochi, Mochi. I was Jesus also. Test. I was also gonna make a a Monster Rancher joke, and I was just gonna the, the first one that came to mind is Golem, which is also a fucking Pokemon's name. Yeah. Oh Get fuck. Up. Okay, here we go. Here, here we're in my wheelhouse now. Fucking Monster Rancher. Okay, so the first time that I ever... This is a Pokemon podcast, but this is... <laughs> Can I finish my fucking goo, please? Yeah, fucking go for it. <laughs> the very first time I actually ever got a decent fucking, um... What do you call him? Monster? Monster. Monster, there we go. A monster and Monster Rancher. Monster Rancher. <laughs> Was yeah. my fucking... I went through my dad's CD collection, and I found his, like, vintage-ass, like, first-run copy of Metallica's Search and Destroy and put it into my PS2. As soon as I close the lid, I hear this nasty-ass grinding noise and just, like, completely ruin the disc. Like, it's... it's just, yeah, it's because it's, it's Metallica. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it had to get real dirty <laughs> in the PS2. That's how they get down. The worst part of this was... I got the little eyeball dude on the front of the cover. I don't fucking know his name anymore. Swayzo. Swayzo. Okay, there we go. And Patrick Swayzo. <laughs> Patrick Swayzo. <laughs> Named after the famous star. Of course, yes. But the worst part of it was that in my hubris of getting this stupid monster, I had to go out and with my dad's hard-earned money, mind you what I said there, I had to go out and buy another copy of Search and Destroy and pretend that nothing had ever happened. 
And to date, oh, that means he has never he physically had to. You had to go to a store and purchase a Metallica album in public. That's correct. Yeah, like you could not order it on Amazon or something at this point. No, no, no. This was this was I was I was 22 years old. But if you uh, could look, have, you would have, right? Because Amazon's such a fantastic service. We're not. This is not a veiled Amazon commercial. I swear to God. <laughs> yeah. Please, please we've look at the. We've spent enough time ragging on GameStop in this podcast to like end our life. See. So All right. we're not please, doing this. Uh, Please look in the links for this episode to find a referral link to purchase your very own copy of Search and Destroy by Metallica, and uh, it'll send approximately 15 cents towards the makers of this show to pay yeah. for our server costs. If you attempt it, uh, to buy every, anything else, every every tenth Metallica uh, album comes with a Beyblade. Oh, God. <laughs> we're, 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 we're determined to talk about every major kids anime that isn't Pokemon before we. Well, I kind of figure we'll, we're it's like process of elimination. Eventually, we'll get there. <laughs> we'll we'll right? run out of things to talk about, and then we're like, oh well, we got to talk about Pokemon. All right. Um, so, guys, how fucked up is the last episode of Metabots? I was literally about to say Metabots. <laughs> Just remember, there's the giant fucking baby in the sky. There's the fucking baby robot going through the sky. I know shit all about that show, and I'm shocked that there's another human being that like <laughs> is aware of it. I just I rewatched, I rewatched all of it, and when I was like super bastard. depressed, when I was super depressed and dropping out of university, I would just skip class and watch Metabots all day. See, so funny enough, I had that exact experience. But not with Metabots. I watched G was Gundam. It lost? Oh, never mind. <laughs> yeah, and it, that was awesome. Cause yeah, G see, that's Gundam actually good. Super low key racist towards <laughs> the just in in the way that that anime is right, yeah. where it's like, well, everyone from Mexico wears a sombrero, so our Mexican Gundam is going to have a sombrero and and some uh, you know like maracas. Oh yeah, uh, Metabots did that shit too when they were doing the world tournament. I like that the guys from Canada all wear parkas. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That's... Okay. All right. Okay. I think... Um, so, hey. Hey, experts. Hey, gamers. <laughs> Tell me. Um, so, I have been keeping up with some amount of the Sun and Moon hype. You know, like, whenever the videos come out, I get to see the cute little videos. Have they shown a gorilla Pokemon yet? Funny Literally, that yes. you mentioned that. Actually, they are did. you for real? Yeah. Did yeah, I no, just summon did. one from the Aether? Oh yeah. yeah, basically. All right, tell me of this gorilla. Is okay. it strong and/or cute? Can uh, I name it, it is... Winston? You can. Uh, its name is Oranguru. It is normal and psychic type. Uh, okay. It has it has a move called Instruct that in double battles allows your partner to use their attack again. Oh, so you just kind of sacrifice your attack for someone else's attack. Yeah. So, but like you, and then also it has the ability telepathy, which means it isn't hit by its partner's moves. So, like if your guy is using like if you're if it's you like the like, earthquake or whatever. Yeah, you can like earthquake, you can surf, like all those moves. And basically, if this thing were let loose in the current like VGC season season with uh, primal Groudon in there, basically it would completely ruin everyone's life. So how so so tell me now this is like this is old geezer Patrick reacclimating to the Pokemon scene the episode also featuring Metabots um, that's this one that's the title that's the title yeah now. there we go uh, so how do you guys handle like bans and regulation or rotations of like characters and Pokemon and shit anymore the one thing that's kind of annoying about the competitive scene is that bans and stuff isn't really like regulated the way that mm -hmm. that like players get to in like say like League of Legends or stuff like that. It, it's more of like a like Nintendo just kind of decides what's allowed in the current format. And oh, I just and it's very non-restrictive generally. Yeah. Well, isn't Scott uh, working for like Nintendo or the Pokemon Company now? Can't he just nerf or, or or like ban characters well scott works in like like player relations so i don't think they'd be like really keen to him like like slipping a, a flash drive into the pokemon servers like fucking the dude sure but, but i guess what you're but... saying you're saying nintendo basically just says what is and isn't allowed 
yeah, yeah. it's always kind of been like that. Is it somewhat arbitrary? No, no it, like this, it depends on the season. Okay, so like the first game of any season is like the the first league is always just going to be, or, or at least it historically has been, just the Pokedex for that region. No older Pokemon allowed, unless older Pokemon are in that region's Pokedex. And then the next one is generally like an open format, just banning legendaries. And then the third one is usually the more adventurous one, from what I can tell. So, like, this season, they allowed a couple of restrictive legendaries in, but only two per team. Look, I have to tell you, this is, like, shocking to me to hear all of this. And and not not because it's like I come from the world of big, bad esports, where it's like, you know, developers, you know, are like, no, we're going to help regulate all this shit. None none of that. It's just, I remember uh, when Garchomp, was legal and i don't i don't remember if he if he is back or or whatever happened but there was a long ongoing discussion about whether or not we should ban garchomp yeah and and anyone who played the game at that point and was like sane was just like yeah what the hell what is this thing destroying every team um yeah and and because the only way that that bans in in you know pro play were regulated then was was like a bunch of like just people talking on a message board for weeks. It was like the people who were like, no, let's not ban Garchomp. We're already using him to farm rating on the ladder, and yeah. like he was like premier in all of their teams. And there, and so it's like, so like I'm glad that we've moved on from just this really weird armchair. Let's have like a kind of community discussion about what the balance is going to be. But now I'm terrified that you guys are playing what seems to be the esports equivalent of Mario Party. Okay, so there are two... <laughs> it's like, your... and in this one, who knows what the rules is going to be? Manaphy is legal, but only if you have three of them on your team. Okay, so <laughs> there there are two different things we're talking about here. So the main, like, Nintendo-sanctioned like tournaments the ones where you actually like win money and shit like that those are those are nintendo governed and so yes this this past like season has been has been we've actually bitched a lot about it in this past like few um episodes. been pretty wacky yeah it's been oh, yeah. absolutely pretty... insane now the ones you were referring to where garchomp got banned out were the smogon ladder and uh, that it shit is still my, happens. It is my grievous honor to tell you that that shit happens constantly. No. Um, yeah. No. So we have such you interesting... You should have seen... I feel like the guy at the end of Planet of the Apes that discovers the fucking <laughs> Statue of Liberty. Oh, yeah. Like, I thought I was living in a different age this whole time. Oh, no. But it's... It has gotten no. so much worse. Um, like, Pokemon X and Y, like, ladders on Smogon were a fucking bloodbath around when Mega Evolution started out. Like, that shit was wild. They had to suspect test every single Mega individually. And, like, four or five of them got banned to Ubers. And then they put out a Mega Muruvi and Alpha Sapphire and had to create a new tier because Mega Rayquaza was too strong. They've actually made a few different, like, changes to the tiering system. So not only do we have stuff like Aegislash and, um, uh, what do you call it, Greninja in Uber, just because it, quote-unquote, over-centralized the metagame. Um, right. But remember the Borderline tier that was back in DPP? And all yeah, that? yeah, yeah. Um, they have those for now, every single yeah, there's tier. Now a, yeah, there's a Borderline for every single tier now. So there's BL for UU, which is BL2, and then there's BL for RU, which is rarely used, and then there's a, I think there's a BL3, if I'm not mistaken. There's a BL3 and 4. Because so, there's, okay, there's so, RU and PU. There's rarely used, and I don't know what PU means, but I just think of it as like, ooh, PU. Right. Man, I don't look. I don't want this to just be this discussion, but and I know I'm probably preaching to the choir, but that is so stupid. Like, okay, yeah. Jesus. This is why I don't. Uh, this is why I don't play on the Smogon ladder. It's well, boring. like first off, the whole point of borderline, and well, okay, no, to take it back. The real issue here is that you can't both have a tier that is meant to be like a competitive format as well as tell me that the competitive format is defined by usage 
right? And maybe right. they've departed from that, but that was a problem back in the day. Uh, it's nope. Like, what is it's like what is overused, right? It's like, well, technically, if everyone decided to play fucking, I don't know, Zangoose, some ass Pokemon, like if everyone decided to play fucking Zangoose tomorrow, it would be overused because the the rates are just it's, you're using it a lot, right? Therefore, you can expect to see it in the metagame, right? Right. However, there it's so so like borderline seem to exist as this like hey this thing is too strong for us to let it into the tier below but it's not used enough for us to put it up here which is just stupid right so it's like it's like remove all borderlines and just say like arcanine or whatever the fuck it used to be it was like tentacruel i'm trying to think of other borderline pokemon from back in the day uh, just say like infernape was one of those yeah i know what you're talking yeah, about yeah infernape well which is funny because then infernape just naturally became OU anyways because it was like a fucking dope starter at one right. point um yeah the fucking mixate i'm just saying like like holy shit <laughs> what a mess this is this is so stupid yeah it, uh, like just just play the game well, no, but, but and, and listen, I'm not trying to say that the idea of competitive tiers is wrong. I'm just saying that, like, you need to define that those competitive tiers are either exist to create, like, a balanced metagame within a set amount of Pokemon, which I think is fine. I think it's, yeah. like, standard, extended, uh, or, or, or modern now that it's called in, like, Magic the Gathering. Like, I think those things are fine, right? But then don't also tell me that they're meant to be described by usage rates, right? It's just like, holy shit. Uh, just have Tentacruel and underused, and then have a separate discussion if it ever becomes uh, uh, suspected that it's strong enough to move it up. Right. Right. Just be like, hey, you know what? I think we're dumb, and this thing is actually a lot stronger than we thought. Whoop! I don't know. Yeah. Push it up then. Right? I think the issue. I think the issue is that just to suspect test the matchups for Pokemon is just like a prohibitively long process because of how many goddamn Pokemon there are. And this community is the whole reason that I am so happy I work on a game where there is a team that balances it. Like, look, this is not my soapbox right now for this particular issue, but anytime someone has ever been like, but what if we all just balance the game together? I'm like, no, no, smoke on is what happens. Yeah, very, very <laughs> Your true. Patches will take eight years to come out. Yeah. And they will be like, you can't expect that there will be any sort of integrity with which people will pursue these discussions. No, not at all, because then we have the same issue that, like, Smogon suffered from, well, suffers from, I use that in pres present tense, even though I haven't been there in fucking forever. Uh, but it, 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 it evolves into politics, right? Like, because if you don't have some sort of, like, strictly non-biased par party that actually had a hand in, like, creating the game then you run into this issue where you're like, well, I think this is over-centralized because I see it a lot when you don't have the data to back it up. And even if you do, it's tenuous at best. Yeah, like, you know, I don't want to, like, for any of the league players that may be listening to this, I don't want this to sound as crass, but it's awesome to just be like, hey, what's up, y'all? Uh, Ari's Charm is different now, right? Yeah, and they're like, oh, shit, why? And I'm like, oh, okay, well, we'll tell you why, but, like, you know, and, and we'll listen to you if we think it needs to change in the future. But, you know, like we're not going to have like a month long discussion on a message board about whether or not Ari's charm should behave this way. We're just going to do it. And we change the game every two weeks. So we can always just undo it if we think it sucked. For sure. Yeah. Right? Well, like, the, the big problem with that is that Nintendo with Pokemon and the Pokemon company do not do balance patches. The only thing they'll patch is glitches. And the only changes to the balance of the metagame happen when a new game comes out, which is like often a year and a half between. So just Nintendo doesn't do active balancing. And that's I'm pretty sure the biggest issue with this. Right. And and so honestly though, Matt, this doesn't I mean, it sounds like there's a much easier solution here rather than us to continue to like pipe dream like what if they just did balancing, right? Because, like, that's not the point of their game, right? Like, th think about think about the discussions that have been happening in the Smash community, right? Like, Smash 4 is the only game to receive active balancing, and that's become... That's, like, because Melee's been played for, like, you know, a million years now, yeah. right? Like, 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 because the game scene has continued on so long, and so when they were making this one, they had to be like, oh, shit, it's a real sport now. Like, we gotta, we gotta try to treat it with that level of respect, right? You know, sad to say, but I think what we all know is, like, competitive Pokemon is a drop in the fucking ocean, right? Oh, yeah. Like, it's not it's not even a teardrop off of off of one salty player's eyes. 
right. you know, compared to the amount of human beings that will like and play Pokemon. And, and so and so I think the team makes some good decisions when they can. Right. I think I, I highlighted how I thought X was really like accessible and and tried to, you know, expedite someone getting from end game into a state where they felt like they could battle. Right. Yep. So it's cool. Like when they when they have goals that they think they can hit both at the same time. But you don't need that. I think an actual thing that you guys can probably like start lobbying against is to say that like, hey, there is someone within the Pokemon company uh, or Nintendo, whomever it is that represents and sponsors these events, right? Um, you have you have someone or some some ones who say, hey, we are going to restrict things. They don't have to balance things. You don't have to like change the code, right? But you all you have to do is just say, hey, we will make bannings and restrictions. Uh, every couple of months or or in extreme cases or every six months or something right and all you need is one representative that that works with the community and works with with the their sort of esports organization and it, and it'll at least be better than what it is right now correct we are seeing more of that now that we have the new that once the new games are out we have a significantly more vested interest from Nintendo and TPC that are actually like they're encouraging more local tournaments and more things that will hopefully define the metagame a little bit better than the kind of clusterfuck we saw at Worlds. So hopefully these things will come about. But as of right now, we just kind of have these things to complain about. But in all likelihood, it's a good thing because we have more people that are actually playing it now than ever before. So with more attention, we'll see some of these things change, which is a good sign. Yeah, it's possible that Sun and Moon is like the Smash Four of the Pokemon scene, right? It's like totally. it's like if enough people are playing, and then this thing boosts it to a new level, then they will have to, you know, attach some level of regulation to it. And uh, and I hope to God that that's the case. But I will say, anything that regulates the game away from a state where Petrisu can win uh, a tournament, I think, oh. is a mistake. That's uh, we completely agree. Actually, a strong <laughs> agree. Yeah. And see, that was the format, that was the Kalos Dex format. Like, Kalos X and Y had, like, a really, really big in-game Pokedex, but yeah. nonetheless, it was still, like, restricted, and a lot of popular things weren't in it, and that is what allowed a Pokemon like Pachirisu to thrive, because it was able to fulfill a niche that no other Pokemon was able to fulfill yeah. at the time. For sure. can get away from the serious stuff now because uh we are running tight on time with pat but because he has right yeah yeah and you, you all have editing shit anyways for i'm just sure. we're we're making more work for matt it's all good. that's all. he does do, plenty do of work we, yeah do we want to do we want to get into any of the uh, announcement stuff like the announcements about competitive like we could do that before pat leaves or well, do you want to just go into questions let's, let's go straight questions. to questions because it sounds like we're just, you know, you know, we're enjoying our bullshit, and we can do that. It seems like a safe yeah. space for bullshitting. For sure. I have actually so we'll... a question that I want to pose to Patrick, and it is from <clears throat> our good friend Amanda. Um, and she says... Amanda... Amanda Holt is her name. She's a good friend. Okay. Wonderful girl. Amanda, Amanda Holt? Holt, yes. Love her to Hello, death. Amanda. Um, I have a question for your Poke Podcast. So, to set the scene, back in high school, say grade 11, bringing handheld systems and playing old school Pokemon became a fad. I didn't have a handheld system because I was poor, so my friend Jordan let me borrow his. I had a lot of fun playing classic Pokemon, and I held onto his system for a few months until he wanted to sell it. When he asked for it back, I realized he lost his, or I lost his stylus. I packaged the system up for him, including the games, and returned it to him without mentioning the lost stylus. He sold it over eBay without checking, and when the buyer received it without the stylus, they got really mad. He had to issue them a refund and got a low score on eBay for it. He was really confused and assumed that the stylus got lost in transit. Very bummed. I never told him, and now he's going to prison. Unrelated circumstance. <laughs> so my question is this. When I inevitably end up in hell, which Pokemon do you think I should put on my team to battle with Satan? Who? Um, <laughs> well, goddamn. Uh, yeah, that's a hell of a question. That was a roller coaster. Um, yeah, I, I was so invested, and then you just hit me, hit me uh, like a bag bag of hammers. It just turns uh, left so hard, and now he's going to prison. Unrelated circumstance. Okay. Well, yeah, I was. Well, I honestly was I, unsure if you said 
unrelated circumstances or on related circumstances oh, on yes like yes. the low score of ebay has led this gentleman to a life of crime That's right it's a it's a downward spiral e-crime um okay <laughs> well well so let's think here so you're in hell right and i guess this this i think a key distinction here is uh there are a couple different interpretations of hell and i think we we all need to either have one in our mind or agree on one sure. there is um there's, you know, everything is a fiery circle mm-hmm. of hell, right? In which case, you know, we got to consider that it's basically like sunny day all the time. Okay. Yeah. Right. That, that was Because like Venusaur could be like really good there, right? If you just, if you can just solar beam every turn. Sure. Um, or, then, well, it depends. It depends. It could end up being like sunny day, like the classic sun, or it could end up being like desolate land, which is like the new harsher version of sun where water attacks don't work. Okay, cool. Well, yeah, yeah. So, well, you know, we're just saying there's either going to be that kind of environmental effect or yeah. there's hell, which is this like endless black nightmare realm, right? Where there's like, you know, gnashing of teeth and all that shit, right? In which case, you know, I think, you know, ghost Pokemon uh, or, or potentially fairy Pokemon or electric Pokemon that could help light the way would be very important to fight Satan. Of course. Right, we have to consider that terrain. Or the last one, which is that like hell is this sort of Bill and Ted's bogus adventure sort of like you are in like this this never ending uh, like nightmare situation, right? You know the like you know oh a guy is thirsty and then he keeps going down and then he can't drink, right? It's like it's in this kind of like meta sort of puzzle entrapment mind shenanigans. You see what I'm saying? So it's like so if you're in any one of those. Um, you know, we kind of, you know, cause it would suck to bring like, you know, a fire Pokemon and then you end up in, in your like own personal hell. Right. right. And you're like, oh, well this isn't going to be useful. Right. So I guess it's, it's, it would hypothetically be the one that would be most useful to you personally. Right. So, so my, my, if we're following that train of like, logic are we answering there, the question for ourselves or for her? I think we're answering it for her. And okay. if we if we go along the path that hell is your own personal hell, like a fucked up episode of the Twilight Zone, then we can assume that the Pokemon that would be most useful to you would be the one that you, I guess, work best with, or like. So, so 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 my my view on this, I think, is you would want a very strong psychic type. Okay. Because because. It, to my understanding, these sorts of personal hells are usually some sort of uh, like construct of the mind or otherwise right. unsolvable puzzle, right? Like the guy bending down to the water and, and, and all that, right? Mm-hmm. So if you just had whatever we consider the strongest or most flexible psychic Pokemon to be, they could just lift the water up to you or they could dispel whatever illusions you're still trapped like for eternity, but it's like probably better to be there with your Pokemon in a room, Mm -hmm. right? Rather than like in some Prometheus level torment. True. Hmm. It seems like whenever, when you're in trouble, what Pokemon do you want comes up? We always just seem to come back to Alakazam, which is weird because he seems like, He's like the least trustworthy looking Pokemon, and I'm pretty That's sure if you colored Alakaz if you colored Alakazam red, he would look like Satan. Oh, yeah. Fuck. Honestly, he'd 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 look a little close to it, right? I mean, maybe that'd be the maybe, real trick. Maybe Nintendo's trying to tell us something about their depictions of psychics in the Pokemon universe. Shit. As, as all a Satanist. Um. All right. So look. I think so. You know, fuck. I've never done this, but apparently I landed on psychic type. There's got to be a psychic type that is better than Alakazam at getting you out of this kind of situation. It's fucking Lugia. Oh shit. I is think, it? I think that's that's I'm, like we're thinking like protector guy. I'm kinda, like I'm not gonna lie to you. I kind of feel like legendary Pokemon is cheating. Yeah, it's kind it's of a like, cop out, isn't it? Like then just hmm. bring like like is it Arceus, Arceus, whatever the yeah, fuck yeah, that yeah. one is. Bring that one to every situation and then have it use its power to like unbend creation. I mean right, isn't, that, to, like, isn't, that basically, isn't that basically what religion is? Bring Arceus well, yeah, to I, every I'm just, situation. That's just like take the Pokemon God with you into hell. Right, like yeah. then you win at all times. What about what about like a Grumpig? 
Okay. Yeah, I could see that. You know? What about, what about, uh, what, Masharna? Ooh. I'm thinking almost like, yeah, Masharna works. I'm thinking like. Masharna's the sleepy one, right? The sleepy egg? Yeah, it's like a weird fetus looking egg. Egg elephant? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking like something even like along the lines of Miss Magus or like something like that that can like. Like keeps Ooh, it on the DL, like kind of knows what's up, and it's like, yo, I, no, 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 I feel like I have my answer. answer. I'm ready to lock it in. Okay. Espeon. Let's, oh, okay. See, I might. Espeon's like, it's like tiny enough. It's like not going to get in the way, right? It like might not be able to be used against you. You could probably sneak it into hell with you. It's not like. See. Oh, the motherfucker. I think it's visually pleasing. Yeah. Um, and then probably can communicate with you telepathically, which I think is going to be a big plus. Yeah. I might I might roll the other way on that and go Houndoom. I think I think that's my vote is just like kind of have like like a like a bro who knows what the fuck's up. Honestly, I think yeah, Houndoom like... works in traditional Christian hell, right? Because like just it's like it's like when you go to prison, it's like you gotta like fight the first person you see so everyone knows you're not the bitch. It's like bring Houndoom with you and just like devour another demon on your way in, and they're like, "Oh fuck!" All right. Well, there's the other strategy for surviving prison, which is just to make yourselves like make your purposely make yourself the bitch of the most powerful person there, and then you don't get fucked with because they're your bitch, or the other way around, you're their bitch, you know. So wouldn't okay? Well, in this, we are so off the rails for Amanda. <laughs> no, I'm we're not. So sorry, but I know Amanda um, appreciates this. I'm sure. Okay, do you do either of you know this person? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay, all right. Well, so so following that logic though, Ori, would it not make more sense to bring down whatever you think the biggest baddest motherfucker of Pokémon is and let that like become its bitch? Okay, fair. Yeah, okay. I see. Right, like Slaking. what if, what if there Slaking. was like Slaking. what <laughs> fucking slacking the job of the hut of Yeah. <laughs> You know, I'm just saying, bring whatever you think the, like, 70-foot giga-fucking demon is in the Pokemon world. And then everyone is going to think that you're with it. Okay, yeah. All right. Cool. That's the real strategy there. <laughs> all right. I all right. think that's all the time we got for with Pat. So we appreciate it, <laughs> sir. Thank you so much for being on with us. Well, yeah, Amanda, there you go. I hope. Uh, I hope you don't go to hell. Uh, it sounds like that guy was, was, was a real bad apple anyways. So, you know, I wouldn't feel too, too bad about it. That's right. We can um, only assume so much with an eBay history. At our I'm so ready that out of the 40 minutes or so that we've been talking for only like 10 of this to be used. Well, you know, we'll probably use all of it cause we're, we're probably going to use literally like every that. single bit of it. Yep. Oh, wow. Okay. Well that's, I mean, that's, that's between y'all and God. So, all right, let <laughs> me, let me know when it, the sorry. edit is up and I'll learn stuff about the, the cool Megilla gorilla Pokemon or whatever the hell. Hell yeah, son. Thank you. All right, Patrick, do you want to give like a, a shout out to your social media, like where you are on Twitter, where you are on whatever? Nope. If nope, anyone out there it. knows who I am, you already know how to find me. That's right. Well, the got last it. time we did an interview, the, he didn't share it with anyone, so we we expect the same treatment from you. <laughs> All right. Okay. Goodbye forever. Okay. Brief news section. Here we go. Um, Pokemon Bank update got delayed until January. Don't worry about it. It's fine. What was that update supposed to entail, Matt? Because you know more about this um, than I do. The Pokemon Bank update is basically the one that makes it compatible with Pokemon Sun and Moon. So basically, Pokemon Sun and Moon are going to be unable to use Pokemon Bank until January. That sounds like Nintendo and TPC to me. Uh, Pokemon Showdown, 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 Showdown. Pokemon Showdown was hacked. Uh, make sure to update your passwords. Um, and uh, yeah, that's that's pretty self-explanatory. If you're someone like me that uses at one password for absolutely anything, like definitely do it. I'm not saying I'm that person, but I'm saying you might be that person. So don't be like me. Have different passwords. Agree. Also, if you're planning on hacking our bank accounts, be aware that there is nothing in them. So. Yeah, uh, Volcanion is confirmed to be October, uh, pretty much worldwide. It'll be GameStop again for serial codes, so make sure you've used all those super secret uh, tips and tricks we've taught you over the last few episodes. Get multiple codes, so you're getting one for a friend. I believe the uh, the Genesect event is also going to be 
EB. Is it Genesect? I have a major issue with like the uh, like mental image of a Genesect like having genes. Like, does he gain new powers if he has different types of genes? What if he's wearing? He's, he's a he's a gene bug. He's a jug. He's a juggalo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, no, just whenever I have never heard a Pokemon's name spoken out loud before, I will just go with whatever comes to mind, and he is one of them. Um, I'm pretty sure he's in November. That sounds because right. Because next month is Keldeo, then it's Genesect, and then it's Meloetta ending the year. Correct, yeah. And then the new yeah. ones. Ooh. So that means there's, yeah, it's like two two more serial code events, which I, I hate serial code events. I hate going all the way over there. They're really annoying. And I did actually go there to pre-order Sun and Moon, because if you pre-order both Sun and Moon, the pre-order bonus at GameStop and EV Games is a cool poster. Yeah, and they don't really want you there just for the codes anyway, so if you're going in to get the codes, you might as well pre-order both just to get the poster, so. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm literally, like, I don't even know if I'll keep both. I might just give one to a friend. Yeah, it's totally Just as a gift. Thing. You can go back in and return it for all they care. They really don't mind. They don't seem to know much, because when I was pre-ordering, they're like, oh, yeah, it's the Steelbook. I'm like, I'm pretty sure the Steelbook is Amazon exclusive, dude. Yeah, they, <laughs> yeah, they, they don't have anything confirmed yet is why, so they probably won't know much, but... That's what we're here for. Yeah. Well, I just I, I just threw fifty bucks down, so like I knew it would be at least more than that. Yeah. So true. Um. Yeah. So go get that poster. It has it has like the uh, the Alola map on one side, and then it has like a really cool Poke Ride design on the Poke other side. Ride. Like it's really nice. Not as nice as the uh, the Hoenn map that came with the Oras pre-orders. That thing was beautiful. Uh, Pokemon Go Plus is out right now too. It's thirty-five bucks. Um, it should be also. I think the most recent update put it live for Apple Watch also. So if you have that uh, expensive device, go for it. Um, and it, it it's kind of interesting. Tara has one, and it's it's more of like a. I don't know if it actually tracks live with the app itself, much as it just kind of gives you random stuff, but. You can definitely catch more than what you've already caught too, which is good. But it's yeah. it's just it's expensive. I don't know. I don't the know. The only if I thing I recommend get... it, but it seems kind of yeah. cool if you're super into it. Well, it's so. even it's even more expensive in Canada. Not only because of the exchange rate, but just because everything's more expensive in Canada. So it's like a solid fifty bucks before tax. Oh, fuck that! Oh man. Yeah, which like that's why I didn't bother getting one when I went to do my uh, pre-order the other day. Even though, like, I really like the idea of, like, slightly more distance tracking, because basically all I do with the app right now is just get candy and eggs and hatch them. Yeah. Because, like, I'm, I have basic forms of, like, every single evolved Pokemon I need now, so basically all I do is try to farm candy and eggs to get more candy to evolve things, and then there's a couple of basics I need, like, or sorry, like, single stages I need, like, Lickitung, Porygon... Or you uninstalled the game, didn't you? I have, I put it back on last night because we went out and kind of just screwed around with it. Um, it's still, it's still Pokemon Go. I mean, I don't know what else to say about it, but um, it crashes. I like far having west. Eevee sitting on my shoulder, which is nice because I yeah. somehow haven't been able to catch an Eevee for the last oh two months. So I oh, they're really they're like outrageously common here. I can't find any. It's really fucked up. It's, it's Eevee that's outrageously common, Drowsy that's outrageously common, but we've been over this Drowsy before. City. Uh, one, thing, one thing we haven't actually gone over on this podcast is the new buddy system. So as Ori said, or, uh, you got Eevee sitting on your shoulder. I got a Graveler sitting next to me. Basically, depending on the Pokemon, they either will yield one a, a candy per kilometer, a candy per three kilometers, or a candy per five kilometers, just for like being next to you, which is super nice. I hate kilometers. Yeah, see, welcome. Welcome to my units. Anyway, um, what else do we have to talk about that? Um, Geodude, Geodude yields one candy per kilometer, though, which is super important because he's like the the highest evolution that does that because it evolves twice. Right. So it's super good that I have a Graveler in there right now. I'm going to get a Golem super soon. That's uh, almost all we have for news. There's just one more thing we have to mention. Uh, which is the next news coming from the Pokemon Company. October 4th, 4th, 4th. So, uh, judging by previous years, this is almost every time, like the one month or so before the game comes out, is when they reveal starter evolutions. So that little note sitting at the top of our document saying, hey, when are they going to talk about the starter evolutions? 
that's probably it, October 4th. Probably. And again, don't hang us and draw us and quarter us if something happens that makes that not happen. But it, they stick this pretty is typically close to when patterns. they do it, so we have a, yeah. a fairly good feeling about this one. Well, it's a, lot, a lot of people were like, well, the pattern is they always reveal the starters in early September. And it's like, well, I mean, that's when the games are coming out in October, dingus. They're coming out in November, though. Yeah. Well, they, there's also, like, they've kind of thrown out a lot of the major patterns that they've done in the last couple games, too. So we can't really count on those things anymore. Like, we didn't yeah. get the third, like, uh, variation of the of the X and Y games yet. And we're probably assuming at this point that we're not going to get them. So... We yeah. Can't really well, they put all the they put all the Zygarde stuff in Sun and Moon, so I assume that that's what they're doing with it. It's possible. I it's it's hard to tell. So maybe this is what was what Z was supposed to be. Well, we we won't really know. So that's everything for like the short pack news. But now let's get into like the longer stuff. There's a lot of Sun and Moon news that has come out since our last episode. Um, and we don't have the time to talk about all of it, so we're gonna try and blow through it as quickly as we'll possible. We'll get through it real quick. Uh, <laughs> first of all. Clothes are back, which was confirmed long ago. As addition to the ability to go hatless, hatlessness confirmed. Hatless. And uh, you don't have to waste your in-game currency on it because they have a special currency for buying clothes with called Festival Coins. Thank God. Of course, we all know that the Festival Coins are going to be super annoying to catch and get and shit like that. So have fun with that. And I'm sure I'm going to be spending the entire game just working on those anyway. So... You win again. I'm hoping that you'll be able to. I'm hoping that you'll be able to get them via like Pokemon Bank, like how you can get Poke Miles and uh, Battle Points through there. Like I'm hoping that that's just like a third option of currency you can get from Pokemon Bank. Yeah. Mostly because I have like, an absurd number of Pokemon in Bank, and I like farm a massive number of Battle Points at all times. I like I have way more than I could ever need. Sure. I could buy five Ability Capsules right now. Oh my god. It's like, uh, Pokemon so ME is back, but it's called Pokemon Refresh now. Uh, it allows you to do a couple more things. There's still the affection and stat boosts, uh, like stat boosts, uh, ability to withstand a hit in battle, all that kind of stuff as before. But there are more grooming options available in the game, which uh, let you heal status conditions. I like the little blow dryer that's shaped like a Porygon. It's it's the cutest that thing is... in the world. I want one of those, like, for real, and I know they're totally going to sell them in Japan, and I'm going to spend an inordinate amount of cash importing one. Uh, I don't even I don't even blow-dry my hair, but I'm still going to do it. There's also a little, tar- there's a Tyranitar comb, oh. and it's so cute. <laughs> Too spiky. Would ruin my skin. Right. We got through all that extremely quickly. Now we have new Pokemon. Yes. Rockruff has two different evolutions and it's so exciting so they're version exclusive they're not just day and night like we previously had in the in the leaks um but they're both are they both pure rock was that right they're both pure rock yeah we were thinking that the other one was gonna the the dark like the moon one was gonna be rock dark but they're both just pure rock their name by the way is lichen rock which i actually really liked their japanese name a lot it was luga rugen luga lugi rugen i don't know I mean, I just like anything going with Lugaru. Like, you got to go with that Frenchness. You understand. Yes, it's very, it's very, it flows off the tongue, if you will. that's going to be very much me nicknaming after the Japanese name, which I've done before. Lugaru. Um, The day form gets uh, Sand Rush, and um, I forget what their their basic ability is, but they each have, oh, they both both have Keen Eye, and then uh, the day form... The day form gets Sand Rush, and the night form gets Vital Spirit. Um, the day form gets a new priority rock move. So. Called Accelerock. So Talonflame is dead. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, uh, Talonflame is fucking dead. So is Volcarona. Rest in peace. Between this and Bruxish getting a thing that blocks priority. It's, like, this next gen is going to be so fucking wicked. It's the Talonflame destroying core, and I love it. Yeah. Um. The night form literally just gets counter. Like, they literally just they just gave him counter. And they're talking about it like it's a new thing. So, unlike, unless the, he's getting, like, a, a rock-type version of the move Metal Burst, then that seems like an underwhelming decision. Yeah, it's like a... I don't know. I, I think they're going to have to... I here's This is not confirmed. This is reckless speculation. But um, I'm thinking that counter... And Mirror Coat are probably going to get reworked in this next one, and so that they'll have either 
priority or some sort of new something that'll make them more useful because that's always been they've always tried to like upplay counter miracle and they've just never worked correctly yeah so hopefully they're working on something with with them rolling i mean (laughs) there's no way they worked ever worked as poorly as they did in first chen where they would only they would only reflect well, even normal. so they're yeah. just like they're just been ass and no one has ever used them and it's just like uh okay well basically the only time you could get it to work is on wabafet with encore and even then like wabafet fell out of favor shortly after he was ubers yeah. in third fourth gen yeah and people even liked to put tickle on it and shit like that instead of one or the other so it was just it was kind of useless yeah so yeah, uh, unless they're buffing counter, that does seem like an underwhelming choice. But yeah, Ori raises the interesting possibility that they will do something with counter to actually make it fun to use. Okay, it's not um, really a leak. It's more like a, oh my god, I hope they fix this because it's stupid. Yeah, yeah. So baseless speculation. It's fun. There's a reckless speculation. We have two different uh, questions relating to the Rock Rough Evolutions. Uh, the first one being from Doomed Entertainer. Which Rock Doggo form res- deserves more head pats? Midday or Midnight? Midday. Uh, midnight one looks like Shadow the Hedgehog and it's fucking annoying. I, I still, I like the Midnight one enough. I like Vital Spirit. I think it looks like a werewolf Pokemon could look. Like, I think it perfectly works for that. But yeah, no, the Midday one, it's perfect and it has a priority rock move. Like, it made me reconsider my immediate choice to get pokemon moon instead of pokemon sun yeah but the sun one looks like a it's it's just a handsome boy he's very fluff he's very i just like he's just a just a my beautiful child right there beautiful young man and uh the other question from synthophone you want to read that one synthophone asks how do you feel about the arrival of version exclusive evolutions especially with Korokoro Koro mentioning that Rockruff and the starters both have secrets, and with fans speculating that this might be hinting that the starters could also receive both day and night forms, which would then also likely be a version exclusive. They basically answered the question the way I yeah. thought they would answer it. <laughs> you kind of answered your own question. <laughs> um, Pe- people have brought up that the the translation in Korokoro Koro could mean that they both have secrets, not that they both share a secret. It would explain the delay. That That's the problem. I, I don't like the idea that they would each have day and night forms, because, I mean, it would be cool, but at the same time, it would just be like, you're adding kind of needless complexity to the whole thing, which is already yeah. kind of a huge pain in the ass to trade to fill your Pokedex with. I mean, it's a, it's an interesting idea, and it adds complexity, but it's like... I don't I don't know how I feel about it. It depends on how vastly different the evolutions yeah. are. Yeah, well so you you think that they have to have like at least a good amount in common or else it's gonna be like a pain in the ass to train for separate ones. Just like I don't know. That like the branch just seems like it would be kinda awkward to deal with if they were like super, super different. But at the same time, just like flavor wise, they gotta be. So like the leaked evolutions that we've already seen, the Archer, the Siren, and the Wrestler seem like they'd probably be the moon forms. Yeah, I don't think that... The, my, my my problem here, I guess, stems from the Owl. So the Owl, I mean, it's strictly a night thing, right? Like, what would the sun version of that be? Like, the Archer makes sense for the moon, but I don't know. I'm not good at this fake mon shit, man. I just I just kind of roll with the punches. So what do you think? Well, so I was thinking, I was thinking that they... Um... The other form of it could just be a burrowing owl, because there's a lot of forms of burrowing owl that are diurnal. So it would be it could be grass ground instead of grass flying. Right. That would be interesting. Um, for pop, imagine that you you ever see the 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 fake popular evolution that was just this super super buff seal. No, I didn't see that. It was super goofy looking, and I want that to be real. <laughs> and that could be the daytime one, and then. Uh, I don't know. I, I feel like the wrestler cat is already perfect. Yeah, the wrestler cat kind of makes sense for day or night, but eh, yeah. But if it's if it's fire dark as assumed, then that would make sense that it's the dark one. Yeah, the night one. couple more pokemon that we care we're not going to get into this week just in interest of time so we'll you guys will get to hear our thoughts on passimian oranguru and ultra beasts on the next episode uh assuming there'll probably be more information on all of them anyway hopefully so we'll get to that then uh just a brief touch on z moves uh there was two new z moves revealed 
uh, in the last couple of weeks. Uh, one was for Eevee. It's called Extreme Evo Boost. <laughs> and it basically, it, it's it's Mega Man's final smash from Smash 4. It's bad. I don't like it. <laughs> it's the only Z-move we've seen that's not just like a nuke attack. I know, but it's still bad. Like, the, the, Eevee's not going to be able to use it. Like, what's the fucking point? Like, <laughs> It can't hold Focus Stash to stay alive. Oh, my God. It's just... So it's going to try to use it, and then it's going to die immediately. It's like, what What am I going to use? Like, am I going to, like, use, like, one, like, a growl and then last resort and then just pray? That... No, I would use Extreme Evo Boost. That's my only other thing I'd use, and then I'd use, like, Last Resort, and it's like, okay, cool, and now I'm dead, like... <laughs> Baton pass? If you can survive two hits? I don't like it. <laughs> I'm not I'm not feeling it. Unless they did something with Eevee, where you could, like, evolve on your next turn, and it's like, eh. Yeah, like, you could take a form and not die. Yeah. Like, that's the only way that that's gonna work. Uh... Catastra Pika is Pikachu's. Where it's literally like he just throws him in the air and that's it? Yeah, just literally throws it in the fucking sky. <laughs> Bye. It's perfect. Uh, Pokemon Generations has started out. There's been three episodes revealed so far. The first episode's kind of a, uh, just like a general opening credits kind of thing. The second episode has Looker. And the third My episode... Um, I love Looker. The third episode was Blue going through the Elite Four. So uh, we're going to touch on that more next week when Ori's had a chance to actually watch them all. Because I have a job. Yeah. I also have a job, Ori. I just watch them at work. <laughs> That's fair. I can't do that at work, otherwise I die. Eddie actually had a question about this one. Uh, why does Eevee get its own Z-move? I guess it's cool that all the stronger friends help out, but even if every stat gets greatly boosted, it'll just die to a karate chop or something. Eevee is worse than Flareon. Give Blastoise a Z-move called Eddie's Strong Turtle Dad. It was a really hard left in the middle of that sentence. Um, so let's let's break this into two parts. One, why does Eevee get its own Z-move? I guess it's cool that all the strong offense could help out, but even if every stat gets great greatly boosted, it'll just die to a karate chop or something. Eevee is worse than Flareon. Eevee is not worse than Flareon. Um, Flareon is worse than Flareon. Flareon is the worst Pokemon in the world. Um, I it's worse, cannot... than, it's worse than Tornadus Therion? Yes, it is worse than Tornadus. It is worse than Vanillite. It is worse than every single Pokemon in the world. If I saw a... If I was in a room with two bullets and a gun, and I was in the room with uh, uh, Benito Mussolini, Joseph Stalin, and Flareon, I would shoot the Flareon twice. That is how much I do not like Flareon. That if said, someone said, if someone said I can make Pokemon real, but the first Pokemon you have is a Flareon, I would say I would no. Say, I do you. not I'm want good. Pokemon anyway, to be real. <laughs> uh, you get back to me when we get back to version 2.0, and maybe we can have a conversation about this. Um, I I don't know why Eevee gets its own Z move. If we're going to answer this like seriously at all, uh, maybe it means that every Pokemon gets a Z move, or maybe it's just. I kind feel of... like Z moves are going to be just like Mega Evolutions in that it's just given to popular stuff that doesn't necessarily need or is able to make use of it. Right. Except now they have the option to give it to things that aren't fully evolved. And yeah, I I would like it if they did a Z move on every single Pokemon, but we we don't know if that's going to happen or yet. But I doubt it. It just seems like a lot of useless code for what like six hundred Pokemon that are never going to use. So yeah, well, not to mention like huge animations. Have you? Did you like? I just want everyone to time the amount of time both Catastropica and Ext- Extreme Evo Boost take. Oh yeah, like these moves, they're they're literally going to have to change how the timing format works in VGC if they're going to be allowing Z moves in VGC. Correct. Like, like they're, it's, it takes like 26 seconds for the yeah, move we'll to Yeah, we'll have to raise the timer up at least five minutes. Like, it's just... Absurd. Yeah, so what do you think about the situation with Pokemon Uranium and fan games in general? This question coming to us from Bonsai Rob, who's a buddy of mine from... Uh, he, he was one of the main guys on Pokemon Factory which is one of the biggest, like, Pokemon Fakemon websites. Mm-hmm. It's been around since, like, 1998. Like, it's, like, the OG. The OG. And uh, the last time a Pokemon fan game has gotten a cease and desist was when the original Pokemon Online got shut down. This is, like, before Pokemon Online was, like, the sequel to Shoddy Battle, because that was also one of the uh, battling servers. Right was called Pokemon Online, but Pokemon Online was an MMO project that some friends of mine were doing in like 2003, 2004. 
And that is the last time that a Pokemon fan game got a cease and desist. Like, they've been really, really hands-off with the Pokemon fan game community. Mm -hmm. But since, like, the gaming press is just so thirsty for shit, like, Pokemon Uranium got way, way, way more press than it was expecting with its release. Yeah. Um, Nintendo's kind of been clamping down in general on fan games recently, though. Like, a lot more than they used to. They're always really laissez-faire about it. Like, the uh, another Metroid 2 remake got uh, canned, like, two days after it came out. And um, Mother 4, which is, like, a long-standing fan game that's supposed to just be, like, a mother game, yeah. um, is also just probably just going to preemptively retool itself as to not be a mother game anymore. Because hmm. they, they had always had that in their back pocket. They're just like, literally all we have to do to make this not a mother game is remove the name Mother and remove the Mr. Saturns from the game. Because then otherwise all it does is look like Mother Games. Yeah. Which is fine. I, like, I, I'm kind of of two minds about this. Like, while I'm, like, I like when like fans put as much creativity into something like this like at the same time if you go into it at all intending to violate ip like law like it's just you're you know what you're doing and you know that something like this is a possibility so i think they're always aware of it like that's why you could always see like fans are always way madder about it than developers are yeah Developers are always just like, man, I, I kind of hoped that we could last a little longer, but it's fine. Like, the another Metroid 2 remake guy has been making that game for, like, eight years. Pokemon Uranium was being made for, like, nine years. And they're just like, well, we did it. We had our fun. We learned some things about game development, and we're done. Right. I guess in them, more, it's more of a complaint about people who are annoying and, like, like yeah, generally, um, like this. Yeah, generally. With, with Metroid, it's like Nintendo just doesn't care about metroid yeah really well federation all. force <laughs> oh god but just it's well it's just metroid Have you seen doesn't those do commercials well. they're like trying to like plug it it's like well it's like the best multiplayer game i've ever played dude like oh god it just looks no like, i haven't seen it those. looks like hunters but ass yeah it's like hunters but worse and yeah it's just because metroid doesn't do very well in japan that's really all of it all it is Garbage. absolute trash it's, since it doesn't since it only really does well here that's why they got the last good Metroid game was made by American developers. They won't just give it to American developers again. Yep. Well, well, can you blame them? Like, let's look at the garbage they put out. Nintendo should have more American developers is the thing. Prime 2 was my favorite game on the GameCube. Yeah. And then they also did uh, the Donkey, the newer Donkey Kong games, which are also good. Eh, they're okay. They're also uh, passable. They're passable. Yeah. We'll say, we'll say passable. Uh, but yeah, basically, what I think is, I was I would hope that there would be more ability for fan games to exist in the wild. But Nintendo has to protect their IP, and that's really all there is to say about it. Yeah, I mean, like you, they they come from a, a place that's intended to be, like, it's supposed to be. I understand like where the frustration comes because all they want to do is they want to make something cool that's based on the game. But at the same yeah. time, if you allow stuff like this to happen then it's it's a really really slippery slope with violating ip like they can make money off it they can sell merchandise and that can really especially with as much money nintendo's lost in the last few years like they can't really afford anything like that to happen so i yeah at least none of these games were trying to make money you can say that yeah that's comfortably. true but uh, that, again, that's if you were to allow it to go on then someone might have wanted to make money off you know it's it's that kind yeah. of thing so so yeah covering their own asses um Squizpillion has three questions for us this week. Oh, God. Uh, who vapes harder, Shrift- Shiftry or Hypno? Where you stand on Shiftry. this? Shiftry. Shiftry. Okay. Just look at its fucking face. It's got the long nose. Like, the nose could be a vape, like, on its own. Yeah, yeah, but Hypno has a huge nose. He could vape extremely hard. You don't vape through the nose, though. What I'm saying is if the nose is replaced by a vape, then... We got something going, but with hypno, it's not yeah. like you can't have. That's that's just a big honk, a big honker. It's like it's not a it's not an actual vaporizer. But with shiftry, it's like okay, that's maybe true. we'll have benefit of the doubt here. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna I'm gonna go with hypno because he seems like the type of bro who's just like yeah, like I went to the Evergreen State College. For those of you who are familiar with like Southern Washington and The Simpsons. Um, so if you have any idea what that kind of like student body is like, I know what vape guys look like and they look like every single student at the Evergreen State College and they all look like Hypno after like 20 years. So I'm going to call Hypno right now. Is that going to be the daily vape then? Hypno? Oh yeah, let's do it. 
Matt Groening. I mean, Hypno. There we go. Perfect. There you go. Uh, on that note, the McElroy brothers have stolen our content by introducing Which One Vapes in their most recent episode of My Brother, My Brother, and Me. Um, so this is um, this is a, this is a call out post for Griffin McElroy. We're oh okay, just kidding. but uh, we are going. To, we are still going to send you the type chart, except we're going to be insulting you on it. Yeah, that's fine. Well, well we are yeah. mailing Griffin McElroy a t- type chart to help him out with his Nuzlocke run. Please remember to write to your local congressman and complain. Um, the third question from Eddie Squizpillion was: If you, it wasn't a question, it was a statement. If you die in the battle mezzone, you die for real. Yeah, definitely. Okay, I can see that. Um, Hope you like sheer cold. Yeah, well, there's that. Like, guillotine, we're, we're talking, like, guillotine's not just guillotine. It's, it's like, full-on, like, you're thrown backwards in time to the fucking French Revolution, and you're actually, yeah. like, brought to the gallows with Robespierre, and your head is chopped off. So, yeah, I can see I that. Just, like, in the Battle Maison, there's literally a wall rain that has Fisher and Sheer Cold, and I swear to God, it has like 100% accuracy on both of them. Fuck that thing. Oh my God. I've had it one shot my whole team. Just one shot. No, no misses. Well, isn't it based on like max HP? I'm not getting into this rabbit hole. We're not talking about OHK moves on it's this. Just 30, it's just 30% accuracy. That's what it is. No, it's it's altered by, um, by max HP for some one-hit KO moves. That's shenanigans right there. Our final question is from Bird whose URL I'm not going to try to pronounce. Who would be the best tag team on the WWE roster with Halucha? What would their team name be, and what would their finisher be? Uh, My vote is... I'm going to go Conkelder, because it's the one that looks most like Triple H, and they're going to be nice. Generation X, because obviously. That's perfect. My answer was going to be Primeape, because I just wanted another... like super acrobatic pokemon to throw in there and they just like do like the lucha dragons like where they're just constantly doing crazy tricks off the ropes at people but then they invariably lose because they're both not good pokemon sure and um their team name the flashy fuckers (laughs) and their finishing move is just both of them using cross chop fair okay so that's it for this episode we're just going to close you with a post from Thanks Bulbapedia. Uh, type null is literally type and null, meaning nothing. Thanks for listening, as always. We love you. We appreciate See you. See you guys all after the October 4th news. We'll try to get an episode out pretty quickly after that. My name is Matt. My name is Ori. On Twitter, at MattGCN. Queen Parasite, thank you so much. And See you next time. Thanks for uh, Pat Scarzard for joining us earlier in the episode. And uh, sorry for how bad the audio quality is for his entire bit. Yeah, it's fine. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Bye. Give Blastoise a Z move called Eddie Strong Turtle Dad. Oh, my God. I love that. <laughs> I love that Eddie sends us just the worst questions. I love that so much. Uh, <laughs>